Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Double time. You love it so much. We're doing yeah. it twice. It's me, Lady Ada. And one of those me, days. It's one of those days. With me is Mr. Lady Ada, broadcasting from downtown Manhattan. You saw the previous video. We visited the 9-11 memorial it's, last week. It seemed like 9-11 was like a month ago. It was five days ago. So we uh, went down. Uh, there was Vigil, and there's also the park that's open. And uh, Adafruit was just a few blocks from yeah. um, the uh, Freedom Tower uh, over the last decade it was being built. So it's, it has a special uh, place. Um, I was in New York when September 11th happened, 19 years ago, September 10th, and yeah. I got to go home early. Um, I was at the Woolworth building, so it was kind of close. So, you know, New York yeah. New York event, New so York those thing. lights are they're put there to symbolize the two towers and all the, the 3,000 people who, yeah. who died in the attacks um, 19 years ago. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, the it's it's heavy days, you know, 2020 and, and looking back and more. It's also, you know, New York. This is what New York, had, it, it has struggles, it has... You know, a lot, a lot. New York is in a sense a center of the world, and so a lot of things come to it, and yeah. we're still dealing with that. Speaking of, it's yeah, done. we're still standing. <laughs> we're still standing. Still here. Um, me and Mr. Lady Ada doing this show. We just wrapped up half an hour of uh, show. Sorry, we'll talk about that soon. And uh, we're we're still in business as yeah. of today. Still, all right. So we got an exciting show for you tonight. What's going on this week? On tonight's show, we'll talk about being open, safe, and smart. We are opening and, and have been open, and we are shipping. Right, we thank you for the orders. These are pre-COVID photos of our team. Thanks. We do need your orders because we're six months into this, 200 days um, for the most part. And uh, and New York's struggling. Yeah. For, city furloughs are coming. And Yeah, there's a lot going on, um, and uh, we'll talk about that tonight on the show. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing. Yep. Maybe I'll talk about that. Some highlights from JP's show, including a Make Code Minute. Uh, got a little bit of CircuitPython news. Could do some time traveling. Got some New York City factory footage. Got some 3D printing. We have DigiKey and Adafruit Presents on MPI. And we got some new products. We got some questions we're going to answer. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Join all 20,000 of us. We'll do that and more on Ask an Engineer. Yes. Okay, Here for so an hour. let's... Uh, Did you get five hours worth of content? Yeah, so let's just go just over some breath. stuff. Um, let me think of the first thing that I want to do tonight. Um, let's just go right over to... Um, we're open. We're open. Doing it smart, doing it safe. Shipping safely. Um, we're celebrating 50 stemmas, and when you nice. place an order right now, you can get a... Stemma. The freebies are back. Freebies are back. Okay, let's talk about these freebies. Yeah, here's the here's all the different ones that we were doing. Okay, so for $99 or more, you still get a free Perma Proto half-size breadboard. People love these, so we're still doing that giveaway. But we've added a new giveaway tier. At $149 or more, you get one free Stemma QT board. And here's the deal. So you see, like, there's a gigantic list here. Well, you'll get one of them. And it'll be a random one. Yeah. And if you one have an pile. account, like you make an account on Adafruit and you check it with the account. Remember, we don't sell your information to anybody. But we'll be able to keep track of which ones we've already given you so you'll get a different one every time. And we're going to add new STEMI QT boards over the coming weeks. So as we make more STEMI QT designs, because there's like a new one this week, for example, 
toss it in the pile so pick one out so this is a great time to keep your orders coming because every time you order you're going to get another board $1.99 or more you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental US and $2.99 or more you'll get a free circuit playground express all-in-one dev board for make code arduino circuit python and more all right so until people around the world show and sharing their projects um a little bit of a reminder we have the show and tell at 7 30 to 8 just like we used to um, like it's been for years yeah we're getting we, back to that we need that half an hour back um so we're still doing show and tell not gonna stop that i hope um but show up at 7 30 but 7.30 it is. So uh, also a lot of folks who had some big projects that they were showing over the last six months got through them yeah. all. So I feel like now's a good time, especially as like we really have to hunker down and make sure that we're completely focused on keeping this thing going. And we had a full house. So on the show and tell this week, Lady Data, who's on there? I'm glad you asked. We kicked it off with our favorite person from the Midwest, Kevin. <laughs> no, he's not my favorite. He's, but he's, he's awesome. Uh, I don't want to play favorites though, but DigiKey is uh, a great distributor and Kevin's from DigiKey and came by to give us an update. Um, DigiKey is still working from home, warehouse is still operating, they're shipping round the clock, so uh, you can order stuff from DigiKey. I order stuff today and it's shipped today and it's awesome. Uh, he's working on a new home office uh, and he's got some really cool like paint designs on it. And um, kids have started school, so he made an electronic name badge. Um, for uh, a kid that he knows, and uh, he showed it off. It was written in Make Code. So if you have one of our Edge badges, it makes for, or sorry, a uh, Pi badge or an Edge badge, it makes for a great digital name badge. Not only can it run CircuitPython, but it can also run Make Code Arcade for making custom name badges. You also had Noam Pedro come by with the MIDI Maker Wing sequencer they're working on with Liz. It looks re really sweet. It's got like this wooden and acrylic and like layered, layered design. GP uh, hooked up his RGB matrix and Metro M4 airlift to display um, purple air uh, values. So purple air is an air quality, a crowdsourced, a crowdsourced air quality system that uh, lets you pinpoint which place you want to get readings from. And, it, you know, people upload data and then you can get uh, localized air quality readings, which is important because he is near L.A., um, and it's smoggy and smoky there. So he, he showed that off and he showed that in Fresno, it's really bad. So if you're in Fresno, don't be outside um, unless you're wearing plenty of PPE. Scott also, he's in Portland. So he's doing a uh, AQI project as well. He took an air quality, he did the other side. He took an air quality module, hooked it up to a feather and is displaying uh, the air quality calculation from it using CircuitPython. He said he put it together in 20 minutes. Wow, isn't it amazing how easy and fast it is to write and code projects in CircuitPython. Scott would know he's the lead. Colin made a CircuitPython project too. Uh, he's got good air, because he's here on the East Coast, uh, and so instead, he's making uh, I voted pins. Uh, it's an OLED display that says I vote, and when you press a button, it says I voted, so now you can wear a pin before and after you vote. And then it also, when you press the third button, asks, are you gonna vote? So get more people out to the polls. That's Colin's prerogative. Jepler uh, has a CAN-IO demo. He's got CAN bus sending and receiving working on the SAM E54. It's very exciting because a few years ago I designed a SAM D54 feather wing or feather and I want to release it. So uh, having CAN support was essential for that. Yes. Aaron is making a LED neon 
selfie uh, cove. So uh, in celebration of Wonder Woman, who she feels she can look up to and uh, really wish existed because we could really use her right now. Um, but she's got the LED on neon flex with NeoPixels and it's got the Wonder Woman logo and she's going to basically show people how to make their own instagram e selfie coves. Melissa um, worked on NeoPixel frame buff library and has escaped the smoke. Uh, she uh, spent all this week uh, running away from a very smoky area and is now safe and sound um, after a long drive. So that's good. We're so glad to hear that she got there safe and sound. Phil B made a wear clock that tells you the exact uh, moonrise and moonset as well as the phase of the moon. Perfect for werewolves. And Liz had a working demo for a Twitter-controlled party parrot display. So when you tweet uh, at Blitz City Liz, I don't remember exact Twitter name, and you put in pound party parrot, a party parrot will appear on her desk and dance for her and do the party parrot thing. So, all written in CircuitPython. Great stuff from everybody. Okay. Every single week we do the show and tell. It is part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Uh, just a program reminder, Wednesdays at 7.30, show and tell. And Wednesdays at 8 p.m., ask an engineer. So don't forget, Wednesday, Wednesday. ask an engineer. Wednesday, Wednesday, show and tell, 7.30? 7.30. 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock. Wait, wait, it's show and tell at 7? 7.30. And then ask an engineer is, is at, at 8, 8 o'clock. Ah, okay. Great. Got it. Um, we also do Jessica Bladiata on Sundays around eight o'clock ish, and uh, we also have a segment in it called The Great Search. It's a new jingle for it. The thing about The Great Search is, like, I'm glad we're doing it in partnership with DigiKey, but I actually personally just wanted to do it because people are always asking me. Like, all the time, like, how do I find a replacement part? Or how do I yeah. find a part with a spec? And I was like, ah, we should, we should just do, like, a segment on our show where I tell people how to spec parts because that's a lot of what engineering is. Like, I spend a lot of my time specking parts. A lot, like, the origins of Ask an Engineer and Show and Tell came in from just kind of, after you get the same question, like, three times, it might be a show. And this one was like, we get questions, how do I find that part? Or, how, like, a lot of when Lamore shows how she does engineering, a lot of it is finding the right part. Yeah. Making sure it's available, yeah. spiking it outright, being able to go from one million of something yeah. to a thousand Pricing, to a hundred to one. Yeah. Being able to solder it, all these things that just do what you want, how to decode the data sheets. You know what? Maybe the next one will do some data sheet decoding. That'll be good. That's what we get asked for a lot. Okay. All right. JP show is tomorrow, and um, we also have a new segment show that JP's doing, JP's product pick of the week. So I want to show us a highlight of the purple air thing he's working on. Yes. And then we'll Timely. do a little one-minute highlight of the last new product pick. Got it right here in my hand. This is our lovely little VL53L0X board. But what you'll see is that I've got some pretty responsive range finding going on there with the sensor. 
there it is right there. That's the VL53L0X distance sensor in the lovely Stemma QT uh, form factor that makes it easy to plug and play, which is my product pick of the week. Okay, so Tuesday coming up, you'll watch the next uh, new product pick. And one of the things that we're doing is while JP's doing the live show, we embed the live video in the product page. So there's a whole other world out there that does um, product selling. And uh, Taobao, Alibaba, and a lot of um, like e-commerce uh, entities that you know folks in America don't use it often. It's interesting because I remember when Kickstarter, Kickstarter, they bought a video streaming company. I remember you were like, wow, this is the greatest yeah. idea because Kickstarter, if it had video streaming built in, that's the yeah, secret and I, they never used it. I thought because there was a lot of um, hardware Kickstarter catastrophes yeah. about things maybe being fake or not working. I was like, this is going to be great because the creators can turn on the camera and say, here we are here at the factory. Is. Here we are with the and latest prototype. You can like, see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hard to render and show. Yeah. So um, I was looking at what happens. You know, there's like a big sales day that Amazon does once a year. Well, that's... Crime like, day, yeah. Yeah, that's like every other day for like Taobao, Alibaba. No, and some of these And some of these sites. And what I saw was there's a lot of like live video streaming about the products. And you can ask questions. And it's all connected to the product page. And for us, that actually works out really well because JP can show the Stemma thing. It's in the product page that you want to go to. You can be looking at, oh, this is something that I was thinking of doing. You can look at the data sheet. You can do all this in one spot. So we're embedding those in the product pages. So um, look for that on Tuesdays. Um, we think that's a neat thing. Yeah. Amazon bought Twitch for this reason. We aren't Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it would be interesting for Amazon. I think the thing that makes it work on Taobao is that you know the people doing the videos are not necessarily... The vendor, they, they work with the vendor, yeah. but they're like, they're contractors. I think I think it could work out for some of the bigger Amazon sellers. I wouldn't be surprised if it showed up. I mean, like, why why not have QVC for Amazon? Yeah. Like, it, it works great. There's been great. some attempts. We'll see. I think a lot of these things are consolidating these video services. Like, Vimeo's out there, and they have a live thing, and they're, they're kind of independent. So, anyways, um, we also do Make Code Minute every week. And so, JP, take away... Take it away, the latest make code minute. What I've got for the make code minute today is I wanted to create some custom little sound effects on the board. And I've actually got three that I've built here. There's a right button. And here's my favorite one, both buttons at once. All right, and so what we get there are some custom sounds that are similar to some of the canned sound effects, except uh, those weren't the ones I wanted. I wanted something else. I wanted some little pew pew sounds and some robot-y random noises. Uh, so how did I do this? Uh, if we take a look at the make code session right here, uh, you'll see that I've got in my startup, I'm calling uh, just a little uh, NeoPixel light up. I light up some, some predetermined pixels there. And then I'm setting some variables here. I've got a maximum value of 3,000 hertz. That's the highest uh, pitch that we'll hear. I've got a minimum of 1,200. And then I have an interval of 80. That's the uh, steps in the frequency that I'm going to go between. I'm going to add or subtract 80 from one of those numbers to get to the next one. I've also set a tempo and a volume. So when I press one of these buttons, uh, similar things happen for A and B. For A, 
what happens is that we repeat three times setting the tone to our maximum and then subtracting from it our interval uh, until we reach the minimum. Uh, we do that three times, similar for the B button, we're a rising tone, adding to from the minimum until we get to the maximum. Uh, and then this one is really simple, and I think it's the best sounding one. This is pressing A and B together. I loop through a hundred times of picking a random value somewhere between that minimum and maximum and playing it for a 16th note beat. And I also play one frame of this canned sparkle animation. Uh, and so in doing that, you can see here in the simulator, we get uh, some nice little random flashing. And I'll play it one more time from the, uh, from the overhead here, just because I love that one so much. And it's never going to be the same way twice. Uh, so that is a way that you can create some really cool spacey sci-fi sound effects right inside of MakeCode for the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your MakeCode Minute. Okay, next up, happy 100th Python on Hardware newsletter. Last so week that, was the 99th yeah, on 9.9. On 9.9 on CircuitPython Day. So we got that. We'll be returning to the video newsletter stuff when Kenny gets back. Um, I was going to try to do a video version of the newsletter today. However, I lost most of today to running an Adafruit, so... Uh, read the newsletter. Read the newsletter. It's and, all there. And just read it out loud. I read know, it to your friend. Sing it to yourself. Um, well, well so. I just want to... I do want to cover, like, two of the, one, of the, one or two of the cool things. We have 150-plus CircuitPython-capable boards right now, and, like, I think another five came in, like, today or, or yesterday, and 50 Blinkit-compatible boards, so 200 yeah. total ways for you to run CircuitPython code on a microcontroller or the, my computer. The industry news that covers microcontrollers, um, aside from Hackspace and Make, has not yet written about this. This, I believe, is the most microcontrollers, different boards, that something runs on. Yeah. So Ar Arduino runs on a lot of stuff. Officially. Uh, now, Arduino, it's, like, it's a hack. Like, they don't officially support Yeah, so there's boards. there's boards that you can look in the Arduino ID. Yeah. It's probably, like... It's like 20 or so, 30. 20, let's say there's now 50. 50 let's say there's maybe, even 100. Maybe. We have 150. Yeah. So if you're interested in, like, a full menagerie of every type of board, every type of processor, check out circuitpython.org slash downloads. And then if you want to do things in the Linux world... CircuitPython.org slash Blinka, which yeah. is over 50 altogether. So we got coverage. And we also have not, we don't even include everybody's Mac and Windows computer when you use an FT232 or MCP221 USB converter. You can yeah. use your desktop machine as well with all of our sensors and drivers and code examples. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Time travel. Let's uh, look around the world of makers, <laughs> hackers, artists, and engineers. And then just news that's going on. Yeah. So um, Lady Ada and I are trying to set a good example for our team and getting a COVID test every month. Or, of course, if we have symptoms or if we're in a, if yeah, we're in a situation. Yeah. But no matter what, we just put it on the calendar. So um, we're at the factory uh, usually in the evening shift and then weekends. Um, or like this week we were on site overlapping a shift because we had to do a specific manufacturing run. Um, so we also want to make sure anytime we're around, the team knows that we're safe. Um, so Sunday, got the test, got the results Tuesday night and Wednesday. So two, three days. So it was negative, really fast. Yeah, su easy. super fast. Um, for those of you who are nervous or worried about it, the best way I could describe it 
is it feels like a little water up your nose or on a, a very mild oops I had a little bit too much wasabi like for a second it definitely has that little bit of wasabi like or like a little bit too much hot sauce yeah. but it, it, it doesn't linger you just you're like oh it, it, some water went so salt water went up my nose that's what it yeah. feels like and then you're done so you know the, the reason we get these is because we want everyone to be safe and like we're out at events we've been part of uh i've posted all the protests that we've attended marches and things there's crowds so we try to get tested right now we've not gotten sick um it's like regular sick but if we even had any symptoms we would get tested so we're just trying to encourage everyone um you know we don't expect or want our team to like sure the results of course unless they're positive um but so far as a company we've been able to navigate it like it's now day 200 because I just got a newsletter. They're like, day 200. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. There is this uh, Voyager series, like, Year of Hell. And it's like <laughs> it's like Year of Hell, day 55. And there's these, like, creatures that are coming in from another dimension. Wait, yeah. is this, like, Star Trek or it's, what? It was Voyager. It's a pretty good series. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And, like, I think there's a Twitter account that just posts this, like, meme. So, anyways. Um, we're definitely in the Year of Hell, there's no question. Yeah, it's, like, 200 days. In. So, um, this is, all, you know, this is one of the few things we can do. So... We're getting tests. Um, we do surface testing just to see if there's any viral load on any surfaces. No. No, so far. We're going to do that every month, of course. Um, and all of our team have been, or a lot of them have been getting tests or antibody tests. So I just want to reassure everyone, our team's safe. Um, but it is it is tough doing this. I mean, you can just read the news. It's, it's tough running a company during these times. Um, we're still trying to keep up with all the things that we normally do in publishing. So this much is, month is National Hispanic Heritage Month. 2020, you can see a whole series of posts. So artists, engineers, scientists, um, authors, you name it, there is some representation on our site for this month. We do this all year, but this is one month in particular. We have yeah, Native American History Month, we have African American History Month. Yeah. We have that. And um, I'll just say straight up, because Adafruit has always been more than just an electronics company, we've always been a publisher, we try to use our platform to help, um, but unfortunately, other platforms don't do this. So every time we have something like National Hispanic Heritage Month, we post it on all of our social media properties. Most of them are okay, except for one in particular. Uh, I wonder which one that is. It's Facebook. Oh, really? So <laughs> we, we joined the Stop Hate for Profit campaign. We did some stuff with um, the John Lewis documentary folks, Mag Magnolia Pictures. And, uh, you know, a lot of things like Putting up a hashtag doesn't do anything, but we do all the things that we do. Check out adafruit.com slash Black Lives Matter. But we, we try to do even more. But right now, um, because I already got a crummy email from someone who doesn't like National Hispanic Month. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they're just like, so, um, so on our Instagram account today, we just froze it. Um, and the idea is to get the message out. So, yeah, I would, I'll say it like straight up. It would be super great not to have to be on these platforms, but you can't run a business. It's like, you, I don't... It's like not having electricity. It's like, yeah, it's or like, internet. It's like, well, so okay. To, we're, to, function, to function as a business and a brand as a company, unfortunately, or fortunately, there's places that you have to like do something. Yeah. Or if you don't, it's really difficult to get your message out. So we have a big following on lots of platforms, but today was Instagram. So on Instagram, we have this... Square. Well, you know, I and think it's just to raise awareness, and we don't want Facebook to go away. We just want them to enforce to their own yeah. rules because what we've seen is Facebook, in particular, and often Instagram, is used to target 
people of color specifically. Like, that's what it's being used for. Yeah. And because of Adafruit, and when you look at a picture of us, you know, people people look at our, our photo, and then they see, oh, my gosh, you know, you also have National Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, you guys. Um, and it's a very small number of people, but it's only on that platform. Um, and, you know, when we get crummy stuff, we'll report it, and they'll say, oh, it's not against the community standards, but it's like, this is a shocking thing. And, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, anyways, we have that going on right now. Um, if you go to Instagram.com slash Adafruit, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, we did the pause on advertising. Um, we were the first company right after North Face. And we'll continue to do everything we can as an electronics company. Um, that's what we're trying to trying to do. Um, one thing I want to ask you about this, Lady Ada. Yeah? So ARM is now acquired by NVIDIA. They're trying to. I don't know if it went through, but yeah. they're, they're trying. I think it's interesting. I mean... NVIDIA is a massive semiconductor manufacturer. They they kind of own the GPU market. The GPU market is really big. Um, everybody has GPUs. Uh, game stations have GPUs. You know, our Nintendo Switch has a GPU in it. Um, and now they you know they have the cash. They have the money to buy ARM, which is interesting because you know ARM is is not a. I don't think it's a full. It's it's a British company. It's not fully American. And so I don't know whether the UK is into this or not. I don't think they're going to be so excited we'll about it. Um, a great opportunity for risk five, right? I mean, like if you're an NVIDIA competitor, now you're like, yeah. I don't want to use arm chips because I'm putting money in the pockets of my uh, competition. Um, it could be that, you know, going to other platforms like ESP32 uses Tensilica. People use the risk five chipset. People use the MIPS chipsets. You know, arm isn't the only one out there. Um, Intel is also, you know, could compete with ARM if they wanted to, you know, go down to that uh, lower power level, a lower capability level. I love ARM core chips. I also really like NVIDIA GPUs. So I, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if this gets permitted. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not convinced that um, regulatory bodies are going to allow two gigantic companies like this to merge. I mean, they would own like a huge chunk of the semiconductor I, I market. I don't have a lot of faith in regulatory bodies. Yeah, I know. Um, but... Um, I will say just in a general level, it's uncomfortable that the companies are so big. Like, there's just like a handful of companies and then they gobble up. And this in the semiconductor industry one. has been happening. I mean, Atmel yeah. got purchased by Microchip. Um, uh, you know, Scilabs just got purchased. Or they, they bought somebody, I don't even remember. I remember we, we were covering... Um, uh, Trinamic, which is like a stepper motor driver, and then like yeah. as I refreshed the page, it was Broadcom like we just got purchased was... by like Maxim, and then like yeah. yeah, Broadcom got purchased by Avago. I don't even actually, I, I can't even keep track of them. There's actually so many purchases. Yeah. Um, Linear Tech just got bought by Analog. Um, National Semi, you know, a while ago yeah. got bought by TI. That was Money, the beginning. Money's also cheap, so there's just like a huge amount of capital. Yeah, and we'll probably just continue to see co consolidation. Um, we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, like Adafruit was approached to get purchased, and it just didn't seem like it made sense. Um, I, I, but eventually, there's just going to be like every giant company in Adafruit. Like, yeah, I feel like like we get emails from these giant companies like we want to work with you, but we don't want to pay. We have no budget. We have these multi. No, they, they by, spend the way, like the by the way, by the way, by the way, let me just like rant. For, let me just rant for a second. Yeah. If you're a multinational, multi-billion-dollar company that has like 50% year over year, please don't do the following: Will Lamore do free private workshops for their employees? Will Lamore do a free talk? Can you do a whole bunch of free engineering? 
Like this is like, and I and I I asked straight up. I I I said I showed you the email. I'm just like, hey, I just sent this. I didn't even ask you. I'm like, hi, giant company is going to remain nameless. You're no, saying with a mar- with publicly held market cap of like a half a billion. No, I looked dollars. I looked it up. You made thirty three billion dollars last year. You're year over year thirty percent. You have, you don't pay any women in tech for your women in tech thing that you want to do. Anyways, did they reply yet? I'm never going to get replied to. Okay. okay, more time travel. Next up. Um, so Fun videos. <laughs> yeah, we have some electronic videos. See you on the other side. All right, Lady Data, what is this? Hey, I'm testing out some new prototypes I just got. So this is a new board called the Matrix Portal, and it's got a SAMD51, an ESP32 airlift, logic level shifters, an accelerometer, some buttons, USB-C power, and it plugs into the back of an RGB matrix. And uh, it's also got like a stomach UT port, breakouts, and, and some other stuff. And then if I plug this into USB-C, you can see that uh, it's got the accelerometer built in to make really easy LED sand projects. So, so far this prototype's working really well. Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, we're trying out some new color graphics on this 5.65 inch seven color e-ink display on a Raspberry Pi. We generated some cool dithered images. So this is uh, the CircuitPython 6 release image. It's got this kind of purple, yellow, um, like watercolor look. And then the next image is all of your favorite Adafruit characters. You got Adabot, Minerva, Sparky the Blue Smoke Monster, Blinka. And so this is where you really see the colors start to pop out. And then maybe we'll do one more image. Yeah. You'll see as it comes in, each layer has to activate. And this is one with Adabot showing some Adafruit love. Thanks, Adabot. What a beautiful image. Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, I'm working on a BNO 080 and 085. Nindoff breakout board. This is an all-in-one IMU, which is kind of neat. It does like Euler and quaternion calculations all for you, and it'll spit it out in I squared C, SPI, or UART. And UART's kind of interesting because here I've got a stomach UT cable, and the I squared C pins are also UART pins, and I've got it like wired up to this like USB to serial converter cable, it's an FTDI cable. And then on my computer, you can see I've got um, Python code. This is a library we've written in uh, Python 3 and it's reading the UART and you can even see like as I twist and move it the rotation vector and the accelerometer data updates instantly. So what's interesting about this is it's an easy way to get IMU data into a computer without a microcontroller required. It's all in one. Kind of cool stuff. Okie dokie. And then um, again our reminder to this in the beginning of the show and also show and tell. Um, we do paid day off for voting at Adafruit. Feel free to email me, pt at adafruit.com, and um, let me know if you need help convincing your organization. There's only a few weeks left. Um, one of the things that we did is adafruit.com slash vote, and we have a bunch of voting resources up there you can check out. You can share them with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. We also pay folks if they want to be a poll worker um, because they have a paid day off, um, even if they're doing like mail-in voting. Um, they could be a poll worker. And thank you, everyone, who's used the resources and decided to be a poll worker. Because I think everyone agrees, no matter where you're at on the political spectrum, everyone wants everything to be fair. That's because right. Because I'll tell you what we don't want. 
we don't want <laughs> we don't want exactly what's going to happen <laughs> which is which is everyone saying that's not right that's not fair like you know i lived through bush versus gore um, and that was nothing yeah like me- oh right. memories and that was like that's so traumatic it's like wow it actually like went to yeah. court and was settled there. so so i feel like you know don't let this opportunity pass to do something and I feel like doing something is, you know, vote. And then also if you can, because there's going to be a lot of people who normally would be poll workers who aren't because they're maybe a high-risk individual because they're older. They're not going to be at the polls. That's right. So please consider it. There's a lot of things we can do. And it's just voting. You don't have to say, here's my political party or anything, because that, that, you know, definitely, if you, if you don't like arguing, uh, or if you do like arguing, that's something to do. Um, but I think just in general, people getting used to the idea that we can all participate in some way in this democracy this year. Yeah. Plus, like, you know, assuming y- you make it to old age, you're going to, everyone's going to ask, what did you do during 2020? What did you yeah. do? What, how did you contribute? Yeah. So like, how you did know, you make things a little bit better rather yeah. than a little bit worse? Yeah. Okay. So other bits of uh, time travel that's going on. Um, let's uh, talk about some open source hardware. We're an open source hardware company. Even more so than ever. Um, I know it because large giant company wants you to talk about open source hardware and not pay me and, and business <laughs> and they have no budget. They're, well, it wasn't for me. I was actually going to donate. Yeah, we even that. say like it's not. It's it, what one of the things I've, I've seen high profile women speakers say is they say if we if we just said pay us, then they would eventually have to start doing it. And it's interesting um, because sometimes I get asked to speak. Yeah. And there's like, oh, here's our, here's the amount of speaker fee. Yeah. And when it goes through like our press thing, it's like, can Lamore do it? And I always say like, hey, is there a speaker fee? And the bigger the company, the more the answer is no. Yeah. The smaller organizations are like, oh yeah, I'm like, so it may it, not be big, but it's something. Yeah, and and the we usually decline it. And we usually say, oh, can we donate it instead? Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, just speaking of that, because I just had to pull some open source hardware stats. So, uh, congratulations, Open Hardware Association. There is now 100 plus 109 certified open source hardware projects, and 1,009. Oh, sorry, 1,000. What did I say? 100. 109. It's 10 times 100. Yeah, I'm missing a zero. That's okay. So this 1,009 and 421 of them is from Adafruit. That is about 43%. Approximately. Something like that. So, um, yay. We just put in a new batch. And don't forget that um, Open Get Hardware Month in. is in. So, anyways, back to uh, back to us. Okay. We have 2,289 guides. I'm glad about Lady Ada, that. What's on the big board this week? Okay. Starting off from the top left, we've got... Uh, a guide that Brian and I wrote for the new BQ24074 universal charger that can use USB-C, DC, or solar input. So that's very exciting. And we also have a guide from Aaron on making these beautiful, compact LED necklaces uh, with a resin cast and a um, itsy-bitsy and a lipo charger. And she purposely made this a very thin project. So it's not a big, bulky electronic thing. It's actually a very nice slim um necklace uh next yeah i'll play the video after this too we also sorry can you make it a little bit i can't remember which yeah okay sorry yeah the custom scrolling quote board matrix so this is neat so jp melissa what they did is they're using adafruit io to create a text box that you can edit from any you know you have an adafruit account you can edit it from anywhere and you put all the quotes that you want to display on your led matrix and it will scroll the quotes 
like connected to Adafruit.io. So you can like, you don't have to set up a web service. You don't need to glitch. You don't need whatever. You just go to Adafruit.io. You have the text in a box. You create a new box in the dashboard, enter in the text. It sends it. You can change the color. We have a guide that goes with um, the Analog IC Insights uh, app that we covered in last Escalade and two Ask an Engineers ago. Um, so if you don't want to watch a video and you want to read some text instead, uh, check out this guide. It tells you how to get free stuff. There's free electronics for you if you read this guide, promise. Uh, we also have a guide uh, by Katni for the LC20, LC70-9203F light poly fuel gauge, very popular new uh, product um, in the guide for the SPI FRAM weather display matrix so you can display the local weather and then coming up soon will be the air quality project and um from knowing pedro is the uh, stemo lego base plates to make all your stemo projects lego brick compatible yeah and we'll uh we'll show some of the the projects and where this is the uh the weather thing and then uh i also have a video from aaron so we're gonna check that out make a glowing wire wrap amulet with an adafruit itsy bitsy and CircuitPython. Customize the colors and animations to suit your style. A tiny battery charger means the necklace is rechargeable with a USB cord. We've made the components as compact as possible to fit inside a two-inch pendant. Add an epoxy resin stone and finish it off with a lovely wire wrap setting. See the full build tutorial on the Adafruit Learning System. And remember to click that subscribe button for more inspiration. Okay, main New York City factory footage. Take it away, every factory. One of our testers. Yeah, testing out the cricket. There's a micro bit in it. Done. Some more older testers before I made custom PCBs for each one. This is how we make testers nowadays with Isaiah Tester Master crafting a new tester. Nice. That's how fast we move. Yes. The coffee's good here. It's a non-working screen is what it looks like. And uh, there's still construction going on outside our window. This is the Disney headquarters that's being built. All those Disney plus subscriptions. But you see the little trucks coming in to get filled. Yeah. Oh, look, there's like a line of them. There's like five trucks 
lined up. They get dirt and they go out. Yeah. And then um, this is, you can see, even in New York, the, um, it, was a little, it, was, it was a little smoggy. Yeah. All the way to here. Yeah. All right, so we got some 3D printing. So this week we we're going to play a couple things. Um, I had to race to get stuff in this week. You got the so. Stemma Yeah, Stemma I've got video? the Stemma video, and then I got two speed-ups. Okay. So this is from No and Pedro. Don't forget to check out their shows every single Wednesday. 11 a.m. So we're going to play these all back to back. See you on the other side. Bye. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're making Lego compatible parts for Adafruit Stemma QT breakout boards. These 3D printed holders feature built-in standoffs for press fitting the PCBs. We think it's a nice way to secure them without any screws or adhesives. On the bottom are tubes that are designed to fit onto Lego compatible bricks. Clearance in between the PCB and holder allows space for components on the bottom of the PCB. This is nice because the various Stemma boards feature different components. Stemma is a plug-and-play system that lets you quickly plug together various boards and accessories without any soldering. We designed various holders to fit all the different sizes of breakouts, as well as components like a battery and a switch. You can use just about any Adafruit feather and choose different bottoms for connecting to either the top or the bottom of LEGO compatible bricks. The feather wing doubler can be fitted onto this holder and snaps onto any LEGO compatible base plate for builds with motor control or sensor input. A small LiPo can be fitted into this pocket so you can make your builds portable by running off of a battery. You can also snap it onto the bottom or the top of any LEGO compatible base plate. We think this is a great way to build your prototypes because you can easily swap out the breakouts or change up the layout. This can be lots of fun, especially if you want to incorporate microcontrollers and sensors into your LEGO builds. Adafruit Stemma QT boards work with both Arduino and CircuitPython, so you can use whichever programming platform you like. Using Adafruit's demo code, you can use the serial monitor to quickly print out and plot data from your sensors. Each Stemma QT breakout features a learn guide with demo code, examples, and a library, so you can quickly get your prototypes up and running. Be sure to check out the full list of Stemma QT products from Adafruit. Links are in the description. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects and products from Adafruit.
time. Are you ready? Yes. DigiKey and Adafruit present. This week's Ion MPI is from Intel called RealSense. This is the new RealSense camera from Intel. Very exciting depth technology. I think you have a real sense of what this is. I have a real sense of how real this is. This is cool. So it's it's from a group at Intel called Real Sense. And this is actually an NPI that you came up with. I don't know if you remember, but you said this to me. And you said, this yeah. is really cool. This is from like, you know, uh, earlier or late last year. And yeah. uh, I booked an order and it didn't show up till now. But now you can get it on DigiKey. So I thought this would be make it for a great NPI. So this camera is this little like round puck. It's like, you know, like a smaller than a can of tuna fish. And um, it has an RGB camera as well as a LiDAR camera. And it's got like extremely high resolution. Um, the depth camera is 1024 by 768. And the RGB camera is 12, uh, sorry, 1920 by 1080. So it's a very high resolution dual camera with a simple USB interface. There's a this really cool exploded view um, that shows you um, in the front there's the RGB camera, then behind it then there's a LiDAR. There's a control board. The control board has an IMU on it as well that you can uh, get data from. Uh, I think it's the BMI085, uh, so it's an IMU from Bosch. It's a nice IMU that we, we like their family of sensors. It's in this uh, metallic uh, tin can. It doesn't have a fan on it. There's no moving parts other than, of course, the, the LiDAR um, itself. And um, it's fully integrated and comes ready to go. I mean, you basically just plug it into USB, you run their software, and that's me. Uh, that's the depth field. You can see blue is closer, red is farther. You can see my wall and my, my LiDAR shadow uh, where it can't see uh, behind me. That's cool. And it just worked. And it was like full, you know, 30 or 60p, uh, sorry, um, frame per second. It's like a it's like a smaller high-end programmable connect when when people remember that, right? Yeah. Like it, like it's that. just basically like really easy to use. It shows up as two cameras. Um you can see at the top there's the depth camera and the RGB camera. So you can connect them with any camera input. Um and I did I just opened up like the Windows camera app and I um connected and you can see the depth data is is just it comes in on the green channel. And it just tells you um, the, the depth of data uh, overlaid with um, the color info, I think. And then um, you can also export data from their application. So this is a uh, poly file. So it's, an art, uh, it's a 3D file. So it means it's like built-in 3D scanning capability, which is one of the things that uh, people can use it for. It should, could be great for robotics. Um, it could be good for machine learning. It could be good for... Um, 3D scanning, environmental sensing, all sorts of projects because it's so inexpensive. One of the things that I really liked about this camera is um, sometimes we get LiDARs and the, the support software is like really marginal, but the Intel RealSense has, website has a lot of really, really good information. They have um, example code snippets for common things that people want to do. It's like, okay, you're trying to get the depth data and correlate it. You want to convert it to millimeters. Here's code availability and um, you know, there's Python and C Sharp and, and JavaScript. They have basically code available in you know, every which way. And uh, they also have a GitHub repo with a library. So this is cool because you know when um, 
we worked on the Connect Hack project, which is like almost 10 years ago. It's close to 10 years ago. Um, there was no library. There was no way to connect to uh, the Connect. We had to basically, you know, go out a contest and hopefully somebody would write uh, libfreenect, is what it was in the end, or libfreeconnect, where you would be able to get the depth and RGB data. But that, since there was only 640 by 480, now this is like, you know, uh, 768 or 1024. And, um, it, you know, beautiful resolution, very fast. Don't need anything special, just comes out as as plain video data, and then um, you can also get the IMU data. So uh, check it out. I think if you want to add a LiDAR with camera to any of your projects, whether it's machine learning or robotics or navigation or um, site scanning or 3D scanning or any time when you want to have you know more than one point of distance data, it's only a couple hundred bucks, and it with great support, easy to use, has a USB-C port on the side. You just plug it in, and you're ready to go. I say this is this is a pretty sweet design at a really good price. Available on DigiKey. That's right. You can order it tonight and have it tomorrow morning. Yeah. Check out the URL below. You can type that in to go straight to the. Yeah, uh, you can also just search for it on the site. And the we have a one minute and thirty second video from Intel. Let's play that. Okay. Weeks on MPI. All right, thanks everybody. Okay, let's. It's I on you. Let's uh, roll right into new products. You ready? Okay, let's do it. New, 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 new. Okay. All right. First up, just a reminder, we're open, we're shipping fast. We need your orders. We want to keep doing this. Um, and we've got freebies. Yeah, Free and we have freebies. Sweet. So don't forget that. Yeah. Okay, first up. All right, first up, we've got, this is going to be, a, I think, a very popular one for the people who need this kind of thing. You have an I2C connection, and, you know, you have maybe one foot of cable, but what if you want an I2C connection that goes 100 feet? What do you do? I2T normally isn't designed to handle cables that are 100 feet long unless 
you have one of these LTC 4311 active terminators. This thing is really cool. So this is what your I squared C normally looks like, right? You've got the pull, you know, the, there's an active pull down. So that's the straight line of the sawtooth. But then when uh, a device wants to release the bus, because remember it's a shared bus system, um, the weak pull up is what brings the signal high. And if you have a very long connection, that capacitance coupled with the resistance of the pull-up creates that RC constant, which is what you see in the sawtooth wave. There's also some resistance of the cables as well. So you can like mess around with the resistance, you know, make the resistor smaller so that will reduce your time constant and make your sawtooth wave a little bit less sawtoothy. But at some point you're just fighting the capacity of the cable and you can't make the resistor any smaller. That's where the active terminator comes in. Plug it in. And this chip will automatically detect that the SDA and SCL pins are starting to come up and kind of see it like curve at the beginning of the sawtooth. This chip will kick in and dump a ton of current in and pull that line up solidly all the way so you get a nice square wave. So um, if you look at um, this demo here, what we've got is a trinket connected to an OLED display and then the active terminator below it. And then on the right, we have uh, the I squared C pins connected through an Ethernet cable that's 100 feet long to a BME 680. And when we, you know, it, as long as you just set the I squared C frequency to about 100 kilohertz, which is kind of standard on Arduino, anyways, you're able to communicate with all three devices, even though there's this 100 foot cable. Um, so this is a perfect sensor, sorry, a perfect add on to your I squared C devices when you have long sensor distances. It's plug and play with Stemma, um, just put it at the beginning of your chain. Uh, if you have questions about like the capacitance and how the current draw, whatever, uh, check the data sheet because it doesn't act as a I2C device, it just sits on the bus and um, and just helps it along, it's a little helper. Next up. Next up, uh, a respin of uh, one of our favorite old products, uh, product 390. One of the first ones we've made that's a really old product ID was our USB-DC solar charger. And it's done as very well for many years, but I wanted to upgrade it uh, first up because I wanted to put USB-C on it, but I also wanted to see if there's some other chips that had come out in the meantime that could improve uh, the capability of a universal charger. So what I did is uh, I found the BQ24074, put on a breakout board with 2.1 millimeter DC jack, USB type C, uh, two JST outputs, and this is a really nice universal charger. Um, so let me tell you what it can do. You can use any DC power from 5 volt to 10 volts. So that's higher than our previous breakout, which maxed out at 6. So you can go up to 10 volts. Um, you can, uh, it also has input protection up to 28 volts. USB Type-C connector uh, makes it easy to uh, you know, plug in uh, power from any wall adapter or computer. It'll use 5 volts off of that. Uh, if you want the D plus and D minus pins, those are available also, so you can kind of like chain this into a dev board. Um, the output, there is a charge port. The charge port can charge up to 1.5 amps, which is pretty high. Very handy when you've got one of those uh, 2,000 or 3,000 or even 6,000 milliamp hour batteries. You want to charge a little faster. This will do 1.5 amp charge rate. You can also set it to 1 amp or 0.5 amp, or if you want, just cut the, you know, jumpers all together and put in your uh, custom resistor. The output is load shared. So if you um, you plug in the battery into the charge port, the output port will uh, always have no more than 4.4 volts on it. And it will automatically use the USB or DC power if that's available. 
and only supplement it with battery power um, if you end up drawing more current than that's available from DC and USB. So basically, it tries to not drain your battery. If you have a USB or DC plugged in, your load will never be higher than 4.4 volts, so it's good for 3.3 uh, volt uh, linear regulators. It's also good for um, up to 5 volt boost converters. It's a nice, it's a nice voltage, um, and uh, you'll have automatic load sharing up to 1.5 amps. Uh, it's got an optional thermistor input if you want to use a thermistor. There's a power good LED. There's a charge LED. Best of all, it works with solar uh, without needing any extra capacitors or anything. It's got a built-in capability to automatically reduce the amount of charge current uh, so that the voltage doesn't collapse. It's like an input uh, dynamic power path thing that's built into this charger chip. So if you use a solar panel, I just plugged one in, it'll automatically draw as much current as it can, basically kind of like a max power point type thing, um, before the voltage dips below 4.5 volts. So you get the most current output. It's nice and stable, doesn't oscillate. So this is a great universal charger. Even though it works with solar, you, can, you don't have to use it with solar. DC power, 9 volt, 5 volt, USB-C, all works with it. So it's like an all-in-one, everything you ever wanted to charger. Next up. Next up, Matrix Portal. We've been doing a lot of Matrix projects, and uh, I wanted to make it easier to build some of these internet-connected projects. Um, they, uh, historically, we've used a Metro M4 Airlift and an RGB Matrix Shield. So this breakout uh, plugs into the back of a Matrix and does it all. So let me grab one and I'll, I'll show it off. Um, overhead. Okay, so... What we've got here is a SAMD51 Cortex-M4, so it can run up to 200 megahertz. Type-C, everyone's like, when are you gonna do USB Type-C? Okay, now, now, everything is with USB Type-C, okay? Leave me alone. Uh, ESP32 as a Wi-Fi coprocessor, so that lets the um, SAMD51 do all the LED matrix driving and a circuit Python or Arduino code, and all the Wi-Fi and SSL stuff is ha handled by this chip. Level shifting, onboard SPI flash, breakouts for you know analog pins, UART, SPI, all that good stuff. Stem QT connector, so you can use any of our 50 plus boards on it. Two uh, user buttons, side uh, buttons, and then one reset button that's kind of recessed. JST port, and then these two little uh, SMD um, uh, hex nuts, basically, they're soldered onto the PCB allow for power, so the power comes in from the USB-C, or you can you know, uh, apply power here if you want, or, or through the, uh, the connector. And it's it, like no soldering required. You basically, this comes already attached, this header. This header plugs into any um, Hub 75 uh, RGB matrix, which is like, kind of like every RGB matrix. Every one that we sell is Hub 75. You can use it with, um, 16 by 32 up to 64 by 64. So it's got uh, the extra address E pin. So if you want to use it with um, uh, 64 by 64 matrices, it'll work. And uh, here's a demo. It's just going online and getting the price of Bitcoin. Congratulations. It's about $11,000. So this is running CircuitPython. So it's very easy to uh, make RGB matrix projects. You can chain the matrix. Uh, in this case, there's only um, one right now attached, but you can you can make a long string of RGB matrices as long as you don't run out of memory. And the SAMD51 uh, has 192K, so you're, you're good for quite a bit. 
Um, and we have a really great new library, uh, the, um, uh, sorry, let me just focus a lot. The uh, Proto Matter Library, which uh, runs on uh, this SMD51 and is optimized for driving these displays. So you get like these beautiful, colorful displays. Almost no work required. And now you don't even have to solder, you don't have to worry about the wiring, because the wiring is the hardest part of using these LED matrices. People always, make, you know, it's hard to mirror it and you get it wrong and it has to be a certain pin and the clock has to be on the same port. It's all taken care of just plug and play to make internet connected uh, LED devices. All right, next up. Next up, uh, this is a um, 1.25 millimeter pitch connector pair for inland connections. Uh, people who are doing wearable projects or you know lightweight projects or the stuff that goes into drones, they want very small, thin connectors. These are Molex PicoBlade compatible. Um, you get one socket, one plug, I think like 10 or 20 centimeter long uh, polarized connectors. Um, you can use them power or kind of anything you want. And uh, we'll get some more uh, pin quantity ones, but we're starting with two pin. Okay, next up. Ooh, this is um, something you like. You, you, you like these security cables. Yeah. So this is a cable that's a USB-A to USB-C, so it's good for like you know, charging or using with your phone or whatever, your USB-C, or your matrix portal, which is now USB-C. Um, but in the middle, there's a switch, and it can change it from being a data connector, like a sync cable, to a charge cable. So if you want to charge your device from an unknown charging source, and you want to make sure that there's in no way accessing the data on your phone, which is something you have to worry and think about these days, like you don't have enough to worry about. Um, this cable has a little switch in the middle. You flick yeah. it, and uh, it goes from data, where the D plus and D minus pins are connected, or charger where they're disconnected. That's it. We already have versions of this for like USB to micro B. Now we have USB type C. What's up? We have another soldering iron. I always like these uh, pen type irons that have built in um, temperature setting. So this one is from Atten. Uh, they make uh, really nice soldering irons and it's got a little LCD with buttons on it. So you can uh, set the temperature right on it. It's a pen style, so it plugs right in. You see it's nice, easy to use display and it's like 60 watts, which is impressive. Usually you don't get um, pen type irons with so much current. It, it's a little bit big, but uh, for a pen type because it has to be so powerful. Just plug it into your you know, 120 volt power and uh, you're good to go. I think it's a great toolbox iron um, or beginner iron. It's inexpensive and uh, I like that you can adjust it from lead free to lead solder. And it works with any HACO compatible tips. Next up. Next up, uh, never stop stemming. That's what you tell me every morning and I have not stopped since. So this is another stemmification. The TSL2591 is a, a long-standing Lux light sensor that we've had in the shop for quite a while. Uh, this is product number 1980, a good year for breakouts. Um, now available in STEM IQT format. Plug and play, it's the same price. You get the same sensor, same schematic, um, still five volt or three volt usable. Uh, I squared C um, is level shifted as well. And uh, it's plug and play, so you can use it with anything that has a stem or stem QT or quick connector. Uh, we also have adapters so you can use these with Grove devices as well. Okay, and the star of the show tonight besides you, Lady Ada, team, community, the customers, 
is we have, I'd say, like the early release, the first round of yes. the Braincraft hat. We do. I just put some in stock, so uh, and I haven't notified many of the back orders. So if you if you want to pick one up, now's a good time before we notify people. We finally yeah. have the Braincraft hat. Uh, this was, you know, almost a year in the making. Uh, things got a little bit complicated in New York for a few months. Got delayed. Uh, so it's supposed to come out in uh, in March and didn't. Um, that's yeah. out now. So the Braincraft hat is our idea of how you want to make machine learning projects for boards like the Raspberry Pi. I went through and actually made a bunch of projects and... Spotlight. Yeah, hold on. Uh, I will, uh, I'll show this off in a moment. Paintbrush, lighter. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll point it at itself. So we wanted to make something that makes it easy to do machine learning projects. So I actually went and built a bunch of projects using TensorFlow, using Google Assistant, using Alexa. And it's like, okay, well, what did I learn from all these? What is, what is the things that would have been really handy while building these projects? So for example, uh, TensorFlow Lite runs on a Raspberry Pi 4. So there's a Pi 4 underneath here. And uh, there's not a lot of, this room is a little busy. So instead I got this iPad with a picture of a tiger and you can see it's like, hey, I see a tiger. It doesn't know that it's a photo of a tiger. It thinks it's a, it's a real tiger. That's cool. And if you're worried about tigers, a photo of a tiger that that works yeah that's fine it's neat it says windshield and then before you glanced over at the mouse it said mouse mouse mice actually usually does recognize yeah there you go mouse yeah um tiger mouse. tiger tiger and mouse so uh two great things that go great together except for the mouse um so what uh i'll just point this up at the ceiling um so to do vision projects one of the things i noticed is that it was really annoying to do them without having a visual rep uh, representation of what's going on. So um, in order for people to make uh, easy projects, I decided, okay, let's put a little TFT display. So the display shows, you know, exactly what's on um, the camera, what the camera is seeing. Hopefully I'll say like human or something. No, I'm not human. Um, this window. thing does look like a window shade. Window shade. Um, so it's got a dis display 240 by 240. Uh, display for showing what is on the camera. Uh, I can also show you the frames per second. I've got the fan off, so it's, uh, that's why it's telling me the power is dipping a little bit. Yeah. Um, Let's see if it knows this camera, this uh, thing of hairspray. Hairspray. Syringe. Lotion. Lotion. Okay, lotion. Not bad. So that's, you know, everyone's favorite hand sanitizer. And it recognizes iPod. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see why it's pretty close. Um, so having the display is really helpful, so you can do vision projects. Um, there's a slot here for a camera, so you can use the Raspberry Pi camera with it. I'll give this little tape thing, it's a little bit nicer. Um, there's three dot star LEDs. There's a uh, three-way joystick, and there's a button, so you can use that for audio projects. We'll show that. Um, there's two JST connectors, so you can connect servos or relays or NeoPixels. That's something that... Um, Actually, the folks at uh, Google TensorFlow said would be awesome. Like they, they're like, oh, I want to have a way for you to do machine learning, and then it controls a relay or a servo or a motor or some way. So we made it so it's plug and play. You can plug in here or plug in here to connect another device. Um, there's two speaker ports, and I can even try connecting the speaker. And uh, let's see. Yeah, here's the cool thing. One of the things that we wanted to do is, um, it talks. 
It talks. So it just said tiger. I have to look at something else for a little bit. Yeah. And then it's like... Tiger. <laughs> Demo died. Yeah. I think because it's actually not connected to a good power source. All right. See, that's this is this is the risky thing about demos. Um, but when it's connected to a good power supply, it uh, it works fine. Uh, there's also um, a headphone output and two microphones, so you can do um, audio recognition projects. And yeah. most importantly, there's an on-off switch for the audio. So. Um, if you want to ever make it so it's definitely not listening, this will manually disconnect the power from the audio circuitry, so it's definitely not listening to you, which is something that you've always said was an important part of machine learning and audio recognition projects. Yeah, well, uh, you know, here's the thing. Just let's imagine a world where um, Google and Amazon Alexa and other permanent microphone devices in our homes had an had a switch a physical switch that you knew when you switched it off it wasn't listening yeah um it would the the amount of like pr damage that's done every day and every year for these types of devices and how you know oh yeah by the way an employee's been listening all the time all these things that come up over and over i think you know the the adoption of these things would would happen faster and it would be like hey we're thinking about the user so when we do these types of devices yeah we're going to have an off switch. Audio so, on, audio off. You yeah. know, it's mechanical. It's not like a mystery. It's, it's like, not a screen thing. It's a physical switch. No, it's a it's, physical switch. What, what's a, what does a physical switch cost? This is like 15 cents. Okay. I think it's worth it. It's worth it. I think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then um, on the back, one of the things that we want, spent a little bit of time going is, is uh, well, you know, I didn't turn it on because, again, the power supply I have here wasn't, wasn't uh, as good enough. But... Um, one thing that we notice is when you're doing, uh, especially video recognition projects, the Raspberry Pi can start to overheat. So we added a fan that attaches onto it, and then um, when you plug it in, it turns on the fan, and it will uh, cool down the Raspberry Pi so you can run your projects longer. We definitely noticed yeah. when we were running it for 15 minutes, it wasn't a big deal, but when you're running it for an hour, the Pi slowly, slowly heats up. So there's a fan that comes with it as well. So this is uh, early release. Um, we got a few in the shop. It definitely works. I'm writing up the guide. It'll be live uh, probably tomorrow or early Friday morning um, on how to get everything going. And it works with our existing TensorFlow Lite project guide that we published. And um, we also published a guide on how to use um, Teachable Machine from Google to create a TensorFlow Lite file that you can then run on a Raspberry Pi to recognize custom objects. So, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. I think this will make it easier for people to start exploring TensorFlow Lite and other yeah. machine learning projects. Like I saw today, there was a, a project somebody did with a Pi that recognized um, license plates. And I think when when you have a standalone computer that can do some of these projects, they might take off. Yeah, more. and um, here I I feel terrible because this was, I do, because normally for a product like this, I would be doing a big launch and everything. But like, this, it's been terrible. It's been a year. I mean, like, it's, yeah. I would have, like, a bunch of things going on with this launch, and so we're just going to launch it. We're just going to launch it, because you know what? I, I was going to wait, but then I was like, you know what? Let's just Yeah, there was a, you know, there was a couple friends of the company that I wanted to get them one, but it's just like, we just literally got finished making these today. So, anyways, I feel like I failed. Um, you didn't but, fail. But, no, I did. We're going to do but more. But you didn't. No, the, the thing is, like, we'd, I'd rather, instead of, like, 
trying to be perfect. Let's yeah. just get it out there. Here's the thing: we're gonna as do guides the, the, and projects, and yeah. we'll do videos. Like I'm gonna, I have to go back and redo all these projects that we built. We're gonna yeah. do videos. And and we'll show it off one, every week. One thing I'll say Machine is, Machine like, Learning Monday. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, I just like I couldn't get to the the marketing and and all the things I want to do with it. But the reason why I'm bummed is because this actually works. It's one of the few things like the demo where you hold up like you know pictures of a panda and it says panda. Like that's the five minute demo or the five second demo that you really want to show, especially a young person. Yeah. Like machine learning just isn't like find find the leader of the group and kill and shoot them. Like machine learning is it can be so much so much more. Yeah. So like some of the recognition things on um, different animals, that's really fun, especially for kids. Yeah, and with teachable machine, the real secret was teachable machine that you know we we got that working like you know I think in January or February. Because um, I remember one of the projects we did was like, oh, wearing a mask or not. Um, and what's what's neat about it is that you can train it. It's, it's the magic missing piece, which was how do you train TensorFlow to recognize objects that are not in the corpus? So like it recognizes a tiger and recognizes lotion, but it doesn't recognize you versus yeah. me. Like how do you have it recognize two different people? You have to train it. And that training is really hard, but with Teachable Machine... Um, and we have a guide on it, and we'll we'll port the guide over to the BrainCraft hat and I'll train it to know you versus me, and it'll detect who you know yeah. who who's looking at it. I don't recognize him in most days. Okay. Um, well, then I'll help you. It'll yeah, save maybe you. Yeah, help me. <laughs> That's okay. you, Phil. All right, and with that is our. Okay, um, we're gonna jump right to questions because yep. I wanted to leave time. There were some good questions about some of the products during the oh, I'll answer new that. product section so i'm just going to try to find them in discord but sure, sure. feel free to repost them um let's go right to questions okay okay uh let me go back somebody says they like the physical switch yeah it's your idea you can no well everyone wants it like <laughs> no the thing about a physical switch is everybody wants that they're just denied it there's yeah. no you can't like where are you gonna who you can email jeff bezos like what, why would they put a switch on something? Yeah. Why would Google put a switch on something? Plus, like, industrial designers are like, oh, gross, ugly switch. But, Ugh, it gets dirty. But, but, like, you know, switch, switches can be occasionally good. There's also a lot of innovation that can happen yeah. with switches. Like, there's good ways to do switches. I think, think that would help make these things more useful in our homes. Okay, Fair so uh, I think there was... I'm scrolling back a little bit. Um, why was there... A level shifter on, I think it was the matrix portal. Oh, the, because the, the LED matrices run at five volts, and the um, seventy fifty one runs at three point three volts. So you have to shift the signals up from three to five, um, and that'll give you the cleanest signal. And it really does make a difference. If you don't have it, um, you can get like kind of flickery effects. Um, because the voltage just like barely hits the limit that the panel requires. But the panels definitely want five volt logic. Okay, um, this is not a serious question, but I would like an answer, no problem. Uh, is it true that Adafruit is funding the movies Hackers 2? No, all the money is going to our employees. If we had any extra money at all whatsoever, it would still go to our employees because like, we're basically in the hole for the last six months paying everyone even when we were all quarantined and locked down. Um, however, if Adafruit was ever in a position, there's a lot of charity work we want to do. There's a lot of... Fil uh, Topic. Philanthropy we want to do. Um, but that being said, at yeah, the end of all that, we would. I, I think I think we could um, bring a lot to the table with what 
a hackers movie would look like now. Because Modern hackers would be very different. Because, you know, hackers, the term changed a little bit over the years. Um, I started Hackaday. Hackers, as, as for a while, wasn't a good term. Now, you know, Mark Zuckerberg co-opted it one hacker way. Like, he's a hacker because he, like, you know, broke into school databases and posted up photos if women were hot or not, you know, or if they look like farm animals. That was his hacking. Um, so hacking's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Now there's, like, oh, the ha- hackers are helpful. So I think hackers, especially now, would be pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I would like to help out with that. Next up. Um, question, the solar uh, lithium-ion polymer charger, can you talk about the EN1 and the EN2 on the back of the PCB? Those are for, like, advanced customization. Um, I had space, so I put jumpers in there. It basically sets the input current limit, which currently is I set to 1.5 amps. Check the data sheet if you want to set it to, like, half an amp or something. But I figured people are usually want more power rather than less power. Okay. Uh, next up. Oh, for the... Um, Braincraft hat, were you saying that for license plates it would be able to read them? Yeah, there was a project, we'll post it on the blog, it was pretty cool, it used a Raspberry Pi with the Pi camera, and it would look at photos of cars and it would be able to identify the license plate and decode it. I think it used a, a web service as well, but that would be a great project for the Braincraft hat because you could then display, you know, you could use the display to show off yeah. the, um, the number. Okay, um, next up. Uh, the question on Fusion 360 versus free versus other ones, uh, drop that question in um, the 3D Hangouts. The 3D show. Hangouts. Yeah. Song. Yeah, because no and Pedro would be able to answer that. They're better. pros at that. Um, next up, any new IR sensors coming out, small and powerful, two to three inches off the surface? Um, I think the VCNL series is probably your best bet. 4040, the VCNL 4040 will be a good IR sensor for about that distance. Okay, why are 10x 1 meter NeoPixels stripped cheaper than 2x 5 meter reels? Probably because we have we have a, a quantity discount. That's just how it is. Yeah, probably. Um, will we see a Pi portal with capacitive touch and ESP32 S2? Um, there might be something in design. Yeah, so here's the deal. Um, we, are, we have the ESP32 S2. Um, I think last week, um, let me just... Uh, drop this on the overhead real quick. We have the mini one, and like we already we're talking about like oh yeah like you know look how it kind of already almost fits on uh, the the back of the clue. Yeah, it's like so, the same size as the Bluetooth. Yeah, one. so you can see you can see we've been thinking about this stuff yeah. and like this is just a regular screen, but you know you can you can imagine that we're working on this stuff. I think yeah, we're I'm I, I'm always looking for screens. I mean like getting these IPS two forty by two forty screens. If it's on the market, I'm always looking for it. Yeah, one thing to think about, your purchases now help fund that type of development. It's true. Um, next up, with Arduino, can I connect to the Adafruit Matrix Portal to Adafruit I.O.? I'd assume it needs a pin modification, or will it just work like a Pi Portal? It'll work just like a Pi Portal. Okay. Uh, do you know of a distance sensor that works around 1 to 10 millimeters, or even 40 to 50 millimeters, but with high resolution and around 0.1 millimeters, maybe something like... There's nothing There's nothing with 0.1 millimeter resolution. Okay. And you'll, you're not going to find it for the price that you're willing to pay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, can, you can try, you know, a piezo sensor that'll give you maybe the resolution, but won't give you the distance sensing. It's only good for like 1 millimeter. Yeah. All right, and I think that's going to be okay. it shortly. Uh, I'm going to see if there's any other questions. Tiger. 
yeah, I'm going to see if there's any other questions in the other chats. Got this. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, shipping beats perfection. Yeah, so like here again, I wanted to have like a marketing launch at, in addition to the hardware launch like we do with a lot of things. Like, oh, here's here's a bit in action. Here's a bunch of things. We worked with these different groups and they have this machine learning thing, but that would just push things out. So we're getting I wanted to get it. To, I wanted to get it to people. I think, you know, we're going to have another run of boards. We're going to keep making them and we're going to build on it. This is the kind of product where I don't think the initial launch is the biggest one. I think it's going to be projects that we do as we yeah. release it because there, right now there's no easy way to do, you know, this machine learning type projects on Raspberry Pi. You and I are the only people when we were doing machine learning yeah. Monday, we were like the leaders of doing these kinds of TensorFlow Lite projects. Like yeah. nobody and, was doing it. And that. I guess this is this just goes back to my like mini rant, rant before. So there's multi-billion dollar companies that are like, oh, we want Lemoore to do like a private event for our company about machine, machine learning. learning. yeah. And we're like, okay, What's like, the future? You, you know, AI? like, do you have a budget for this? Like, you know, the, what you're outlining is a lot of work. Oh, no, this would be for free. It's good for yeah. your portfolio. Tiger. Like, well, like, <laughs> well, you know, like if you're a freelancer, it's like, oh, no, do my do a free website. It's good right. for your portfolio. It's like, oh, no. I this, don't need exposure. This would be really good to connect you with our executives. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because so they can ask me for more free stuff. Yeah. So, you know, there, there is billions of dollars in this machine learning space. So if you like machine learning, but maybe you don't want to deal with these billion-dollar companies and build something your own and have it open source and have an off switch, um, Maybe maybe this is a different way to launch the thing. Like maybe maybe folks are just going to pick this up and it'll be like, oh, this is machine learning that I always wanted without the hype. Yeah, no, from, from a trusted now. company. I'm writing the guide now, and it's like it's like so easy. Well, I mean, it's as easy as it's going to get. You know, it's not easy, but it's as easy as it's going to get yeah. um, to do this stuff. Okay, well, shipping beats perfection is a uh, is it's in a couple different chats, so that's about yeah. All right, well, maybe y'all can get one and then maybe post your projects on all these. Social media platforms. I think people will. I think people will, will use it because it, it has everything you need to do vision projects, to do audio projects. I mean, like, I think this, this lets you do all the basics and then people can build on that. Yeah. You know, I think, I think combining this with Teachable Machine and Colab, I think, is, is a powerful mix because people want to make, you know, we have the AIY kits and the, the vision kit, but the thing that always, like, killed me about it, it was there's no display. So, yeah. like... It would like blink an LED blue, and it was like that was that's good, but it's like well, I don't know why it's blinking blue. What is it recognizing? I wish it would have a display. So I'm going to try to get you know they had a smile detector. I want to get that smile detector to work on this too, and then um, it'll never work on you. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna, right, we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna cry, eat, and throw up, um, and then uh, Ooh, I'm gonna throw up, cry, and eat. <laughs> We can cycle through the bathroom, the pillow, yeah. and the uh, the toilet. Yeah, we don't have to separate because we both have a negative COVID test. That's us. right. So I got that going on. Bah. Okay. All right, everybody. That's our show. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> special thanks to Zay. I think he's in the Slack behind the scenes. Um, please continue to pick up some stuff in the Adafruit store. Um, we are squeaky clean. Um, we, we have proof. We have Where proof. I'm coming free. Go, go to adafruit.com slash open safely. You can see all the protocols and things we're doing. Um, our entire team thanks you. Um, these are pre-COVID photos, of course. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Um, we'll see everybody next week. Don't forget, 7.30, show and tell. 8 o'clock, ask an engineer. We'll JP's to, part of the week. Yeah. No, Tuesday, Pedro, do 3D hangouts. Wednesday. 
And then... Monday, we got Circuit Python meeting. Yeah. Friday, we got Scott's deep dives. Yeah. He's, he's diving deep into I, not I want If I can get, like, 20 minutes tomorrow, I have so many little videos that I want to post of some of the stuff we've been up to. I just got to figure out a way to do it. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Here he is, Ramona Zener.